a small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Village in Crisis with me, Neil McDermott, and my 93.5 kilogram friend, Lee Phillips. Uh, uh, I knew that would be used against me. And do you know what? <laughs> I was actually going to lie and I started to write like 87 and a half. And I thought, why? Neil's like one of my best friends. There's no need to lie about my weight to him. What could I he possibly <laughs> use it for? Oh, then I completely forgotten i'm doing a podcast with him and he's scraping around for material um mm. how do i know lee's weight then i hear you ask uh, <laughs> well among the barrage of messages i receive on a daily basis from lee uh, he reported to me that he'd weighed himself before and after a dump on monday and registered <laughs> a half a kilogram difference which <laughs> which in fairness lee is pretty remarkable how did you feel before how did you feel afterwards I felt heavy before, I felt heavy afterwards, I felt there was a part of my body that was lighter. Mm. Your you know when, you, you know when you've uh, been to the toilet and there's a release of toxic waste from your body and it's mm. all gone and yeah. you just go, you come out of there with a springy step going, I'm ready yeah. for the day, that, yeah, you've that, got... I've done what I needed to do there. A little whistle. On the other hand, there's nothing worse than going in and coming out and going, I've made things worse. Yeah. More to come. That second part of the drama. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. Um, anyway, it's a bonus episode week. And as regular listeners will know, we put out a call to action in the last episode. Um, we implored you to get in touch with your feedback on the episode. We begged you to let us know. <laughs> What was happening in your neighbourhood, and gave you all definitely of, the better verb. Yeah, um, we gave all the options uh, you could use to get in touch with us. Those were X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, Instagram, and email on village uh, villageincrisis at gmail dot com. Lee, how many of our listeners do you think took that opportunity? I think we may have got. And when you ask it like that, it's zero, isn't it? Or close to. Although I have one here in front of me. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, that's good. Shall I tell you the feedback I got? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you do that. And then I'll give you. Yeah, you do that. One. And then I'll. I've only I'll, got one I'll... and it's, it's short. Okay. And it's from my, I'm going to name him. It's from my friend Yazin. He's not going to listen to this. Because okay. I, I put out on my Instagram stories the post that you did with the um, call Lord to Kitch arms. Yeah, Lord Kitchener, your podcast needs you. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, my mate Yazin sent it back. And I'd say he, of all the Swedish friends I have, he is the most English. Right. And he sent a screenshot back saying, it's shite. <laughs> and I says, I wrote back, it says, email mate. <laughs> he sent it to me through my messages and he wrote fuck that 
<laughs> well, thanks, Yasin. <laughs> that is, that's that's all I've got for you. <laughs> okay, well, that's not dissimilar to um to the feedback uh, that we have here. So yeah, like you said, I put out a picture of Lord Kitchener on the socials with the uh, with a tagline, "Your podcast needs you." Um, but we did have some interaction. Uh, do you want the top three interactions in reverse order? Well, I'm surprised that we get to choose three of however many hundreds we received. I say yeah. top three. Top three. <laughs> Getting in the top three wasn't difficult. Let me put this. The three. Go on yeah. then. In any so order, straight, the three that we got. No, I'll, I'll do uh, reverse order. So straight in at number three, and in response to the post on Instagram, we have Ivan Insta account who commented on that post, I'm in, and then offered no further material. At least it sounds like we've got an extra listener. Yeah. What do you think I'm in means there then? Do you think they're expecting to be invited in, like invited on as a guest? Like, do you think they're waiting for us to go back to them and go, great, come on this episode and tell us what you Did think? Did you respond? I I gave it a little heart. I gave it a like. Uh, um, I don't know. Your 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 post was pretty clear. It was yeah. we need you to fill in some comments. So we've got something yeah. to work with. At the moment, um, he's he's in, but he's not helping at all. No, maybe that maybe they were cut short. Maybe they were. Not, I'm in danger, and they didn't get the. <laughs> didn't get the chance to, to finish like they just happened to be on our post when they were uh, like assailant broke into the house have you seen that thing where um kids uh, are taught that if you put your thumb into the palm of your hand and then bring your fingers down it right. it's a sort of secret signal to say i'm in danger i think i have seen that yeah there was a there was a I mean, there are probably more examples, but there was an example of it in America where a girl was kidnapped and they pulled up at the lights and she was in the back of the car and she did the hand signal. Yeah. And the people and there was kids in the back of the car parallel to the kidnapper's car. And they said, Mum, that girl's in trouble. Right. Um, and she called the police and they stopped the car and she had been kidnapped. Oh yeah. Yeah. But now like that. That that sort of secret signals being bandied around way yeah. too much. I think like a football training last night, I was talking to one of the girls <laughs> and she turned to her mate and started doing it like, oh, get get me away from this guy. <laughs> All I was telling her was to to use her body a bit more when she goes in for a tackle. Yeah, and I'm and like, I'm she... just trying to improve you as a footballer, and you're 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 you know putting it out there that I'm as bad as a kidnapper. What what you don't want is your kids just doing it for a laugh, like you go around oh, the end twenty five. There's too much of that going on, isn't there? Yeah, because it's all. What it's, would you have it's done? The modern day, no, it's the modern day version of uh, crying wolf. Yeah. So. Yeah, and what the, what they don't realize, blood will be on their hands because what they don't realize is that in the end, people will see kids doing that in the back of a car and go, "Little shit," and really, that's a child that's been kidnapped and abducted. Yeah taken to another country I, I might just put it out there and say that I, i'm not sure that the kids these days if you said to them you remember those kids that we drove past that you were doing the hand signal and you were like oh they're just having a laugh 
Um, and now I've gone off on a different tangent. Nah, don't worry about it. Okay, save that one for next time, maybe. Yeah. Do you want to hear what, what's in at number two? Yeah, I do. It's a short and sweet email. Um, it's from Gary Grammer. Um, and it's regarding the story that I told last week of accidentally breaking into someone else's flat. Um, and he says, if you'd done that in my flat, I would have set my XL bully at you. <laughs> Gary now, Grammer needs to be careful because those XL bullies are on the endangered uh, watch list, aren't they? Yeah. Now, hey, I don't know. Hello, Gary, if you're listening. Um I don't know here if Gary's just trying to be funny because it's topical, isn't it? The XL bully. Mm. No, I'll just set mine. Um, but I really hope he's trying to be funny when he said, if you done that in my flat. If you done that. <laughs> Knowing that you're going to pick up on this. Yeah. If you did I that, just took it, or if you'd I, done that. <laughs> this is such an idiot. <laughs> Some people, Neil, are yeah. like you, right? And they write as they speak. And I know that don't sit well with you. Mm. And we've got a very good friend, mutual friend. And he's from sort of the northern part of the country. Yeah. And he, and I swear to God, if he spoke how he wrote, <laughs> I'd be more concerned. Yeah, you wouldn't understand the word of it. <laughs> because how he writes, he's like a child, and yet he has two degrees, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it's, and he's a lovely, lovely chap. But he's fucking mind-boggling. Like, I don't yeah. know if it's just lazy or incompetence. But who marked his who marked his degrees? That's the question. Who, who marked those dissertations? Online. It was probably online. Uh, do you want to hear what's coming at number one? Yep. It's a clear winner. All right. We have an email from Rebecca Research. And she nice. says, Hi, Village in Crisis. I listened to your episode about the note being put through the door with a news article attached and couldn't rest until I understood the relevance of the article. The letter was pretty random but an accompanying story about a freak horse riding accident in Sheffield just didn't make sense. I did some research and found the link to the full story, which I think you'll like. Keep up the good work. And then she's got a link to the article. This is what I'm talking about. This is the sort of stuff we need. Yeah. I was delighted to receive Rebecca's email. I'm say. delighted to be hearing of Rebecca's email. So um, crack on. So I'll give you a quick, before I tell you what's in the article, I'll give you a quick recap. So this, for those of you that haven't listened to uh, this week's episode, Horsing Around, um, Simon Sherlock came on with a post and he put, who put this through my friend's parents' door then? At least have the balls to write your name on it. Come on, don't be shy. One, it's aimed at the wrong person. Two, it's unnecessarily aggressive. Three, it's emotionally manipulating the recipient into feeling isolated and gossiped about. Um, And then so on and so on. And then he's put a letter on. So the letter said, dear blank, when you ride horses and know the dangers, why do you allow your son to terrorise the streets in a car that makes ridiculous noises, scaring local children, the elderly and animals? 
please stop him driving before he causes an accident or harms someone. Many locals do not appreciate his behaviour. Blank is the talk of the village. Please read the BBC article to him and show him the dangers of his behaviour when driving around local roads. And the letter went on. And then there's a BBC article that he's put a screenshot of. Um, and that says a teenager's jaw was so badly damaged in a horse riding accident. Um, oh, so it's teenager's jaw rebuilt after horror horse accident. So a teenager's jaw was so badly damaged in a horse riding accident. accident. Her surgeon described it as the worst injury he'd seen outside a war zone. Uh, the girl from Sheffield was left with one centimetre of skin, keeping her jaw attached to the rest of her head after the accident in August. Consultant surgeon uh, who rebuilt her face using three titanium plates and more than 160 stitches. And everybody's saying, well, what's the relevance? So this guy's driving around here in a loud car, but this girl fell off a horse in Sheffield. I don't see the point. And we speculated that, you know, maybe that horse had been spooked in in some way, didn't we? Mm. Um, but I've got the article now. And right. he has missed off the next paragraph. Deliberately? I would say deliberately. All right. The horse was spooked by an exhaust popping on a car and galloped along a country path. But after her feet came out the stirrups, she fell to one side and hit her head on a wooden post. Where did this happen? Well, it was in Sheffield. So I'm not yeah. saying it's our culprit, but the information he's missed out when he's saying what you post in this room. And he knew that he was missing out this key information. The horse was spooked by an exhaust popping on a car. Are we to speculate that Popoff was in Sheffield and was responsible? Or are no. we just to say that there is some very real connection to exhaust popping off and scaring horses? And basically, this guy is trying to um, scare his Popoff's mum into taking action that nobody else seems to be able to take against young Popoff. Right. Because of her connection to horse riding and therefore understand having an empathetic connection to the victim in question up in Sheffield. Well, firstly, I want to I want to look at Simon Sherlock. So I think mm. it's quite telling that the screenshot he's put on. Admits the bit about the loud exhaust pipe. Did you say admits? Omits. Not omits 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 mm. potato potato i don't know I'd well i omits. said i said omits to start with and then you say did you say admits and then i said i thought well i've got to make it clear to this moron <laughs> no <laughs> just sounded very vague how you said it i mean if we're I, going with being good at grammar on this pod standards need to be set somewhere Okay. He doesn't like that. If you could see his little face now, <laughs> he don't like it at all. He don't. He don't like. He wants to be the one. You should see his little face. Like he's. It's hardly a smile. It's more of a sort of. He's gone from 
I don't know which way it works, but he's gone more from Schmeagel to Gollum. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the eyes of Blacktober. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like Lee's is... talking. I'm just thinking, I wonder who else could host this. <laughs> that's that, that's one strike, three strikes and you're out. No, my point is, so old matey boy has put this. We suggested that uh, Popoff had strong armed Simon Sherlock into putting it on Facebook in the first place, didn't we? Mm. Um, but the screenshot that he's taken of this article that's posted through the door misses out. There you go. Mm. The key sentence, because people were on there going, well, I don't see what the relevance of the article is. And then he Why was jumping out there. Why would he do that? It strengthens his case to have. That bit in there. No, not Simon Sherlock. You're missing the Who? point there. We're saying Simon Sherlock is Popoff's accomplice, accomplice, aren't we? Yeah. Well, we speculated that could be the case. Yeah. So when he's putting this thing saying who put this letter through my friend's parents door with yeah. the letter. And then the news about the horror horse accident. The horse accident didn't seem to be related, did it, to. Anything to do with pop off having a loud car. And now it obviously is. And now it obviously a real, is a real connection. But why yeah. would he even run that risk of. What was the relevance of him putting that up there at all? What, putting the article on there at all? Yeah, he didn't need to do that, did he? He could have said that, that here's a... Uh, a threatening letter. Here's a threatening letter. And then you go, here's a, an article, whatever. And then people just go, well, what was in the article? Yeah. Well, I think he's probably not the sharpest tool in the box. But also, it was a bit of a distraction, wasn't it? Because, mm. you know, the letter, the article didn't mention the reason for the for the accident and then that led it was a bit of a distraction then in the in the thread because people coming in and saying oh i don't see the relevance of the article smoke screen smoke screen that is the term i'm looking for maybe he's he's sharper than we think he is yeah well he's not the sharpest maybe he's like you know he's doing a bit of paul daniels there he's like if, if everyone's looking at the left hand nobody's seeing what what the right hand's doing and the right hand's driving a, a Audi RS with a pop-off exhaust. Do you want to hear my Paul Daniels joke? Go on. It, it's a bit dated and probably not on, uh, but Paul Daniels uh, brings an audience member up on the... Uh, I've, I've just realised you need to see... <laughs> I've just realised this is a physical joke. That <laughs> we'll just leave it there. But you need to see. Tell me another joke. I met Paul Uh, Daniels in Henley once and he swore at me. I was stood at, me and my mate, James, we were stood at a bus stop waiting for the bus back from Henley to Wallingford, where I lived. And Paul Daniels came out of this swanky building next to the bus stop. Yeah. And I turned, James, I think James nudged me and said, and I said, oi, Paul Daniels, show us the trick. Yeah. And he told me to fuck off. <laughs> and and then me and James uh, found the phone number in the Sun newspaper. Back then, you could like 
ring in and tell tell them if you'd seen a, a celebrity oh, okay. spot yeah. in somewhere. Um, and we called up and told them that had happened, thinking we were going to get 500 quid. We'd already spent it in our heads. And they didn't print it, did they? But no. that happened. Um, my Poison, celebrity Poison Dwarf. that I saw around that time um, of a similar ilk was uh, Russell Grant, the astrologer. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. With the yeah. hair. Yeah. He, um, he had wavy like, quite hair, camp. Big, like, yeah. big and fat and quite camp. It reminds me of, uh, yeah, of a not so flamboyant version of uh, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. That's the sort of image I have in my head. No, well, you need to look him up because they haven't got many similarities. But anyway, he launched a, a he launched a board game called the Zodiac Game. Mm. Um, really, astrology was big, wasn't it, in the late eighties? Sounds more like a, a nod to the uh, American killer. serial killer. Mm. No, it wasn't. It was about astrology. And my dad had a toy shop, and he came and launched the game at my dad's toy shop. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so, and I didn't. Cool. I didn't ask him to read my star sign, and he didn't tell me to fuck off. So really, it's not as good. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there are many people out there that can can say that Paul Daniels has told them to fuck off. No. Well, he clearly had a temper, though. Maybe more people. Maybe. Well, maybe listeners. More people. Yeah. Listeners, let us know. Is he alive? <clears throat> no. No. When did he die? Karma. That's all I say. Uh, a few years ago, I would say. <laughs> Tell people so, to fuck off in the street, you know. Well, the world will get you back. You're in big trouble. But so Simon Sherlock was withholding evidence. Is is mm-hmm. the is the point there? And we would not have known that if it wasn't for Rebecca Research just doing that extra little bit of research. Because now uh, there there really is a link between a poppy car and potential horse riding fatalities or uh, injuries, serious injuries. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rebecca Research is like the um, sister-in-law that comes along when you're doing a jigsaw puzzle and you've been struggling over a certain bit of sky, cloudy sky, and yeah. she just comes in from with a different perspective picks up a piece, places it down and unlocks a whole new little section for you. Yeah, that's a very good analogy. And I would say Rebecca Research is on a fast track to becoming my favourite listener. Um, (laughs) And if she wants to do some research every week, then Rebecca, you are more than welcome. But if you are... You are an expert at getting people... You're so desperate right anybody that shows any interest in this pod you're giving them starring roles straight away you're just like can you not just chill out and go that was brilliant well done Rebecca Research that's what we're looking for and then everyone else reading it go listening will say you know what uh I want to be that next person yeah well that's what I was trying to build up to that's what I was trying to build up to I want to be Rebecca Research just let it be (laughs) Do you want a little update on the co-op? Yeah, go on. Okay, so a guy had put on um, something on the Facebook page about the like youth football round here. It's called Colts football. I don't know if that's the same nationwide. 
it's not a saying in Sweden. Okay, so yeah, it's called Colts football, and mm. someone that's involved in the funding of the 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 village football team had put a post on saying, if you're a member of the co-op, can you get in touch with them and um, set uh, put your settings that you want your community funding. So co-op do this community funding thing. You want your community funding to go to the village football team, um, which is well, great. Waitrose do a thing, similar thing, don't they? Where you get your little token, you put it in one of three boxes. Yeah, yeah, and that's really system. good. And I think the money that the team the team have had a few thousand pounds from it last year and bought a set of goals. So it's a really good little uh, little exercise. Mm. Anyway, so in response to that post which is simply about i mean it doesn't need a response does it really no of course not but in comes, yeah frank fuckwit comes in <laughs> just a thought given the amount of shop theft suffered by today's stores could a presence by some of our cults act as a deterrent to support this cause He's proposing that you take young footballers, yeah, teenage boys and girls, presumably, yeah. and have them work for free as security guards. Yeah. What an absolute cocksucker. <laughs> what, what a fucking idiot. Well, I, can, <laughs> I couldn't believe that. Was, what were the, the people on the, um, the vigilantes on the New York subway called? Uh, I don't know. I'll look it up. But yeah, you can't. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to arm them? You call them the fucking wild boys or something. Yeah. That is mental. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to do? Give them billy clubs and just be like, okay, <laughs> we. some of them would fucking relish that role, though. I bet yeah. there's a few bigger kids that would go, this is a license to hurt people. Yeah. And the people in the same way that someone who wants to be prime minister shouldn't be prime minister someone who wants to if you say to these kids who wants to go down the co-op um and protect it from shoplifters like the first five people that raise their hands they cannot do it no (laughs) (laughs) we um when i was i think i was about 16 uh, me and a friend and his older brother who was a year older, 17, something like that, 17 or 18 we were. They had a, a, a local village disco and it was organised by my mate's mum and they asked us to, uh, she asked us to work as door guards and we were the three absolute wrong people to do it. We went out yeah. and got matching leather jackets. Fucking hell. And oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and we all shaved our heads, um, matching leather jackets, and I'm this not proud of that. This sounds pretty camp. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you it's a gay village, <laughs> um, but I'm not proud of what happened that night. Is all I'll say. We didn't you, we didn't control the the evening as it should have been controlled. You probably ignit. You lit the fuse, did you? We didn't do what we were there to do. We, like, what, yeah, it was embarrassing, really. Mm. But it, it only, it went, that's why I can sit here and say there will be young people 
that will relish that sort of role and wrongly. Yeah. Well, someone someone responded to him and said, oh, absolutely. A rogue army of children and teens patrolled in the village shop is definitely the way forward. <laughs> like a fucking weird clockwork orange in the village. Yeah. And he said he then he went on to say the Colts is hardly a rogue army. They are very disciplined, courtesy of their parents, trainers and the FA. Watch their behaviour on Remembrance Sunday and be proud. What's his connection to any of these kids? Is there a, a son involved in this? I don't think so. I don't think so. That, that, but, that, but, that, if there isn't a son involved. Why is he watching or, these kids? Or, 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 that is fucking suspect. Um, Red but flags also, going up all over the place. I would report that guy. <laughs> no, I'm why? saying I'm putting it out there. Report him. That, that's not healthy. He what, wants to see what? children carrying out <laughs> that, uh, and then he's bigging up their credentials. Yeah. Um, mental, mental, makes no sense. I I coach one of these teams, um, and I yeah. would say very disciplined might be a bit of a stretch. Um, <laughs> and also watch their behaviour on remem- on Remembrance Sunday and be proud. Now. This village has probably got about 25 teams across all age groups. And at the uh, Remembrance Sunday, they probably have three or four representatives. Like each community club will have three or four representatives. Those three or four representatives are handpicked for behaviour. <laughs> That you're not just going willy-nilly and saying, right, you, you, you and you come and do the Remembrance Sunday. And no, those people like... that are, those kids that are doing the Remembrance Sunday aren't then the kids that are going to go in and protect the co-op. <laughs> <laughs> it's like asking Donald Trump to work as an ambassador for America. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. I would, I would love... I'd love to see the outcome of it in in some kind of perverse way. But what you do is you just have all your mates shoplifting. <laughs> okay, tell me more. Well, if you were, let's say, a 16-year-old lad mm-hmm. working on the door of a shop and your mates came in and you were supposed to be the one protecting the stuff, your mates came in, they'd get what they wanted, give you a little nod, you'd give them a nod and they'd walk out. I uh, <clears throat> I used to work as a shelf stacker at Waitrose, and I'm not saying I was involved in this, but it went on that if you ever you got these little sort of flick knives for cutting box cutters, right? And if you ever if anything ever got damaged, you had to take it out the back into the loading area, write down um, on a piece of paper that was hanging up on a clipboard what it was that was getting thrown so they could do the uh, uh what do you call it invoice but, yeah uh, what's it called it. Uh, inventory sorry so yeah. it all tally up and that was then supposed to be thrown away but what was happening was uh certain things were getting uh accidentally shredded mm. and so like the the box of a razor blade packet and that was then 
taken into the loading area with say a bag of crisps or you know a, yeah. a packet of crisps as a sort of like um smoke screen the crisps were written up they were thrown out but the razor blades were thrown behind the back of the uh, um garbage yeah uh, to be collected to be collected at a later hour and, and sold on sold on at the school playground. that must happen all the time where so when i was kids there was a friend of mine who worked in a shop that sold cigarettes and another friend of mine who worked in a shop that sold jeans and the transaction used to be he would nick some fags from work he would go to the jean shop he would hand over the fags he would go into the changing room try a pair of jeans on which would be detagged and then he would walk out with the jeans over his existing trousers clever that was the uh, that was the transaction quickly uh it happened in restaurants where you'd have certain members of somebody from the kitchen somebody mm. from the bar somebody working the table back in the day when it was like handwritten bills and stuff yeah um so you take the order instead of putting it through the machine <clears throat> you go up to the chef and say oh she machine's not working here's a handwritten yeah. order he makes the food you go to the table at the end of the whole thing the barman's obviously done the same thing with the drinks you go out and you say here's your check 250 quid but the machine's not working so i have to handwrite it they pay cash which was the standard back yeah in the more day. common then yeah uh and the cash goes into the pocket um spread out between the three people involved mm. houses houses were funded that way apartments really? were bought. yeah it was massive i didn't own a house or an apartment i'll just say that well on that bombshell well i'll tell you what i reckon it used to be a lot easier to commit low-level fraud fraud like that than it is now i'd say that was high level fraud if you can afford to buy an apartment well yeah yeah if you if you're buying an apartment with it i mean that you're doing that a lot if you're buying an apartment yeah. off the back of that yeah because the only thing that's lost there is stock in that in that scheme uh well it's not because you'd know as a restaurant as a restaurateur when people say why is the food expensive in the restaurant you're not just paying for the food you're paying for the service so that money could have gone towards the wages that the people are still being paid it could have gone towards the electricity it could have gone towards the rent the of money, the building yeah the money lost. so it's not just stock the, that's no, been the actual <clears throat> cost to the restaurant at the time of it happening is just the stock it's not money it's double it, they're, they're losing double <laughs> the amount because they could have had someone on that table um paying So that table is taken up by a non-paying customer. That's true. Anyway, tune in next week for yeah. more. You try and justify tricks. it to yourself. Why don't you go back to your new apartment? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, thanks that, I rent it out. <laughs> um, remember to get in touch with us. Uh, via gmail village in crisis at gmail.com and you could be next week's gary grammar you could be next week's rebecca research 
You could even, if you wish, have your own name read out on the podcast. At the moment, I'm just anonymising people because I haven't said what they want to happen. But you could even be whatever you're called. There we go. <laughs> that That's is brilliant. that. So you get in touch that, on Instagram, X and Gmail and you could feature on this podcast. We want to know what's going on in your region. We As do. ever, we thanks really for listening. Do. Lee, thank you for your time. Have thank a nice you, day, mate. Lee. Yeah, you have a lovely day yourself, mate. Yeah, bye-bye. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis. <laughs>